This is sermon and song. And so I wanted to share with you something uh, before we get to that first song. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42, uh, or beginning in verse 42, says this. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Speaking of the resurrection of Jesus, of course, and what that means for us, some things are going to change in our lives. Now, I... Last year, I started having back problems, quite famously. You all know about this. And uh, it was really unpleasant to go through that. If you've had pain in your life that was persistent and that was severe, you know it, it just sort of changes your life, and it changes the way you look at life. And uh, there were moments, you know, lying wherever I could lie to get some relief, where I thought, I don't know if things will ever be better. It just feels like things will hurt forever. What would life be like if this hurt forever? Uh, but I did mostly get better, and, uh, and I found something unexpected uh, when I started feeling better. And it's that my whole perspective, my outlook on life had changed. Uh, and even more so, I found something changed when I came back to church. Because uh, a lot of folks in our church are, got a couple of years on me. And I think there is often a sense of, you don't understand what it's like to live my life and to go through the things that I go through. That's fair. You've got a few years of, of life on me. But when I came back, people felt like I understood better what was happening in their lives. What it was like to suffer when your body didn't work the way it was supposed to work. I don't know if you noticed that. I noticed that. And when I realized it, I thought, well, of course, this makes perfect sense. See, when things hurt in our lives, when, they're, when they break, when they don't work right, uh, God loves to take those very things and make something out of them and say, this is on purpose. This is so that in the future, your life will be better. You'll have a better ministry or you will have a better understanding of, of who God is. Or you'll be drawn closer to people that you never thought you'd be able to be close to. And that's exactly what we see in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God takes things that are broken and he makes them right at the right time so that he can transform the lives of the people he wants to. That's what resurrection means. The next, the first song we're going to sing is a song from the men's retreat. Uh, you may have heard it on the radio. You've definitely never heard it here before. This is the world premiere in Lemon Cove. Uh, and I just want you to know that any mistakes you hear are mine and mine alone. And uh, we're going to sing a song called Graves into Gardens. And I really think you're going to want to stand up for this one. So stand up. We talked about God takes resurrection and plants it in our lives. Here's a line from the song. He turns mourning to dancing, ashes into beauty, shame into glory, graves into gardens. He's the only one who can.
All right, you may be seated. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, we attach to people for all sorts of different reasons. Sometimes it's because we share interests. Uh, Maybe we're thrown together by circumstance. Uh, Sometimes because we see in others traits and qualities and abilities that we greatly admire. If you were sick, you'd call a friend who's a doctor to help guide you through. If you had a home improvement project that was a bit beyond your skills and tools, you might call someone handier than you with a great tool collection. And folks, we're in the midst of living life, life itself. And there's an expert in life that we can call upon, someone who is so good at it that when death reached out for him, he slapped it away like it was nothing. And so our next song makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Let's uh, sing together just a closer walk with thee.
heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Sometimes people object that there can't possibly be a good, all-knowing, all-powerful God because our world is so very broken. Wouldn't he do something about that? But there's a corollary to this argument. Brokenness, ugliness, hatred, evil, these aren't the only realities in our world. If we ask where a good God is in the midst of terrible tragedy, shouldn't we also ask where he is in the midst of the glorious beauty present in our world? Both things tell us something about who's in charge. Now, obviously, one question doesn't answer the other, but as Christians, we ought to insist that we consider both questions. Yeah, evil is bad, but have you considered how good the good is? Where did that come from? If we want to answer that problem of evil, we can begin where we've already been this morning. There is a God who has taken the responsibility for and consequences of evil upon himself in the cross of Jesus Christ. He has done something. He has died and he lives again and he's promised that's available to everybody, no matter where you are, no matter what's happening. And there is also a God who is the architect of the glory of nature, the order of the cosmos, the purpose to which we feel our lives drawn. And God deserves praise in the midst of both. Our next song does exactly that. Let's sing together for the beauty of the earth.
Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in very nature God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but uh, emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, why did Jesus go to the cross? There are many legitimate answers to this question. Sometimes we boil it down to one, but there's more going on there. There are also some maybe not so legitimate answers that people give as well. Now, among all the things we could legitimately say, we find the Apostle Paul here telling us that the cross shows us God emptying himself of every privilege, all rank and honor, everything that he deserved by virtue of who he was, and by that emptying, teaching us how to love each other. The cross isn't just about our relationship with God, although it certainly is about that. It's also about our relationship with each other. This isn't to say that the cross isn't about the forgiveness of sins. It absolutely is, and maybe even primarily is. This isn't to say that the cross isn't about the glory of service, because right after Paul says this, he says God gave him the name above every name. This isn't to say that the cross isn't about God demonstrating his divine love for us. It is all these things on spectacular display, but Paul also tells us that the cross directs us how to live for each other, how to love each other as human beings, and I think that's a bit of what the hymn, The Old Rugged Cross, teaches us as well. In the old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see, for the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to pardon and sanctify me, not just in his divinity, but as a human being, one for another. Brothers and sisters, Jesus shows us how to love each other, and when we consider how deeply we are loved by him, we are better able to give that same love to each other. Let's sing together the old rugged cross.
sermon in song uh, for today. Those were actually your requests uh, that we were sharing with each other that we'd kept uh, from last time and also one or two we got uh, this, this last week from you too. And we want to transition.